0: Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Right, we are going to continue in our prayer series. And I have to say, I was, at, um, as some of you know, I was at Enfield Vineyard last Sunday preaching there. They send their love. Isn't it great to know we're part of a big family? There's about 130 vineyard churches in the UK and hundreds more globally. Uh, and they send their love. But I missed uh, Denise, I'm afraid. Uh, it was such an amazing I've got to say when I left Enfield Vineyard I got straight in the car and went to YouTube and pressed play and I was driving home worshipping to the worship and listening to Denise's talk and it was just so fantastic the way Denise encouraged us to, to have God in all things uh, you know God wants to be in your fun was that line that I absolutely loved but rather than me just spew out some uh, a recap why don't we hear from Denise herself as way of a recap
1: and God showed me do you see that that's how I feel That's how I feel. Yes, God is in every situation. He is king of every situation. But there are times when we are walking with God and then we actually don't want him
0: to be in whatever we're doing. Mm. I just absolutely love that. You know, that's a challenge for us. Do we want God in every situation? And I absolutely love that challenge. And, and, you know, indeed, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at that uh, as a church we started with, uh, with Chido and Mel and Wendy Housen, who were kind of talking about their prayer life and encouraging us, and then I looked at the problems of prayer, those barriers that we come against when we want to pray, and, and the issues there, and then Denise last week. So now we transition onto uh, a really important part, which is the how-to of prayer, the how-to of prayer. Um, and so I want to look at that, but first I want to do a bit of a mini-survey, all right? So this is group participation. Hands up if you pray too much? Uh, uh. What? No one's put their hand up. Funny, eh? But that's true, isn't it? Have you ever heard someone say, I've got a real problem. Oh no, what's wrong? Do you need need some prayer? Yeah, I pray too much. (laughs) Okay, let's try this again. How many of you know you want to pray more? Huh, there you go, you see. It's true, isn't it? We, all, we, we want to pray more. So, you know, I'm not speaking to, a, to you all from a position of wondering whether you want more prayer. I'm speaking from both my position of wanting to pray more and indeed yours. And so what we want to look at is how do we pray more uh, and how do we do that? You know, Martin Luther, the great uh, Reformationist uh, back in uh, the 16th century, he said, I've got so much work to do today, I'd better spend two hours in prayer instead of one. How, who thinks like that? I wish I did. I think like, I've got so much to do. So Lord, I'm going to put you on the back end of the day. I'll slot you in there. Oh man, how have I got into that? Any, don't put your hands up, it's fine. But I wanted to say what Martin Luther said. I've got so much to do today. Listen, if I don't start praying, then, I, then, I've, then I'm in trouble. And so that brings us to what has become the anchor text of our series, which is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, why don't we just turn uh, together to that. It'll be on the screen as well. And if you're online, it'll be on your TV screen or whatever device you are watching this on. Um, let's look at that together. Paul exhorts us, his, his closing remarks say this, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. And I looked at that a couple of weeks ago and oftentimes we get to them, we're like, well, I can't do that. But we need to understand what pray without ceasing means. And so as way of a recap, pray without ceasing doesn't mean you just wake up in the morning you pray until you go to bed. I mean, clearly that's not logical. I mean, Jesus didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. What it means, ceasing, the Greek word used, was the same word they used for military attacks that would keep being persistent and frequent until they got the victory. And so what Paul is saying here is be persistent and frequent in your praying. That's what... Paul is saying to us today, that is what the Lord is encouraging us to do. And I looked at some of the barriers and blocks of, of the problems that we face when we go and attempt to do that. And if you miss that, you can catch up on our website or on our app. And so I want to encourage you to pray without ceasing. Pray in the good times and in the bad. Pray when you feel like it and when you don't. Pray when you're hurting and pray when there's full of joy. Pray in the quiet, and pray in the noise. And to borrow from that most famous of exhortations, don't just stand there, pray something. Don't just stand there, pray something. Pray without ceasing. And so we're going to look at how to do that. I spoke to a lady a few weeks ago, and she said, you know, I'm glad we're doing this series on prayer because I've been a Christian for over 20 years, and I've just got into a rut with my prayer life. I have my list, and I'm like, well... How can I pray during the day? And I feel that too. And maybe you're in that place. And so this is going to be part one of a two-part talk on the practicalities on how we can pray without ceasing. I want to make this super practical for you guys. I don't want anyone to walk out this building this morning and say, I've just got no idea how I can pray. Like, if you do that, then I haven't done my job. So send me an email. No, please actually don't. That was stupid, wasn't it? Send me a postcard, maybe. Right. We're going to look at two areas of how we can pray. The first is how we can build prayer habits into your day. And that's going to be broken up into planned and spontaneous. There are these planned moments and these spontaneous moments. So let's look at this together. Now, oftentimes when we think of habits, we think of it in a negative way, don't we? I've got a really bad habit of X, Y, and Z. You fill in the blanks. But yeah, habit forming can actually be hugely beneficial to our lives. It can put us in a rhythm where it's almost like we rely on muscle memory to get us to a place that we need to be. And I'll give you an example. How many here say grace before they eat dinner? All right. How many of you that put your hand up did that as a child maybe? All right. So that's an example of a habit, isn't it? You pray grace. I mean, you don't think about it. You just say, Lord, we want to thank you for this food or whatever your grace is. Now, I am not suggesting, nor am I advocating, an automatic prayer life. I'm not suggesting we become robots in prayer. What I'm suggesting is good habits that we form as part of our daily routine can give us the framework, if you like, for our heart to express. What a habit does is it cuts through those elements in the day that we normally say, well, I just can't do it. And so I want to give you some practical examples on how you can build habits. Um, I did some research on this, and according to a 2009 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, I don't have a subscription, by the way. I did Google it. Uh, It takes 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit. Did you know that? The study also concluded that, on average, it takes 66 days for a new behavior to become Automatic. So let's look at how we build habits in these two areas. The first is planned. Now, planned is how you build routine into your day. Okay. So I recognise that this is not your typical preach; it's more of a teach. Okay. Um, But as I said, I want this to be practical. So let's just look at this. And I reckon some of you do this, or maybe you've done it in the past, and this is like a a memory jogger for you to say, you know, I should try and attempt that again. Here's here's an example. I'll just uh, list some off. Every morning. That's a go-to standard, isn't it? Pick a time and a space and start small and grow. So start with five minutes. Uh, st- start with 10 minutes. And then say, right, I'm going to commit because habit forming needs a commitment from you. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I'm not good in the mornings. I am a, I'm not good at night either, actually, quite frankly. I just, <laughs> I just love sleep. Um, so it's a challenge for me. And I go, right, this is the morning. I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to get up and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, flip. And then, but then I'm like, you know, day three. You've got to commit to If in your heart you're like, I just want to do that. And I know it's burning on some of your hearts now. I don't have to be prophetic to know that. Then I wanted to say, why do you commit to it? I'm going to give it seven days and just see how it goes. Number one, maybe a mid-morning coffee with the Lord. This is what I like to do. I'm a bit more awake. I've got my coffee, my third or fourth for the day, you know. And I spend time praying. Right, Lord, I just want to thank you for that. So create a, a rhythm in your day. What about at night before bed? You know, Steph and I were in bed. We pray before we go to sleep together. We've done that ever since we've been married. There have been the odd occasions where we haven't. That's because we're working through an argument, but that's fine. I'm sure none of you are like that. Actually, you know what I've got to say? Praying before bed is the perfect way to make sure the sun doesn't go down on an argument. Because there ain't no way you're going to be able to pray with your partner if you've got an issue. And I tell you, the times that... You don't mind me sharing this. You don't know what I'm going to say, do you? (laughs) Ask for forgiveness later and all that. Um... You know, there are moments where... Well, it's got <laughs> Terrible night's sleep. It's true, isn't it? So I'd encourage you, pray. Um, before meals, we talked about, that's another set piece. If you, if you like football, it's a set piece we're setting up here. Uh, what about in the car? Okay, this is what I've got into a habit of doing. Whenever I put classic FM in, I, F on, F, F, <laughs> FM. Oh, Lord Jesus, please, would you help me? Um, whenever I put classic FM on, I just start praying in tongues. It's become a habit, like this morning. And by the way, next week, not next week, we've got the All-Age Family Service, we've got the Church Family Service. following week in part two, we're going to look at praying in tongues and we're going to have a gift of impartation for tongues. So if you want to be praying in tongues, you should come to that talk. And we're going to look at other things like spiritual formation around lexo Divina and other things as well. Um, Where was I? Yeah, okay, in the car. Three times a day on your knees like Daniel. That's a good model. I mean, Daniel really got into the groove with that one. Seven times a day like the psalmist. I'm just giving you some examples here. Or in the watches of the night, Psalm 119. There are many ways you can build into um, set pieces that you can build a habit. So what I would encourage you to do is find one that works for you and stick with it for long enough that you can build a habit. It's going to take commitment and it's going to take discipline. But that's really what the walk with Jesus is. Walking with Jesus is not you sign up and you go, right, I've done I'm off to heaven. Where are you? Happy days. I'll live my life how I want. No, that's not what we have to press in. That's why, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, the Apostle Paul says, run with perseverance, it's a race that's marked out for you. It takes exertion. It takes effort. But it's in that place. As we commit, the Holy, just, Holy Spirit breathes on you. It says, right, let's work together on this. Okay, so they're the planned set pieces that I would recommend you have as a foundation. But for me, and I want to spend some more time on this area, it's spontaneous, event-based prayers. What on earth is an event-based prayer? I'll give you some examples. And this is, if I'm honest, the majority of how I pray throughout the day. So let me give you some examples. And I'm going to season it with some real-world examples from my own life to hopefully encourage you. What about this? When someone hurts themselves, that's an event-based prayer opportunity, a spontaneous opportunity. If someone comes and says, oh, I've got a real problem in my knee. Say, Do you mind if I just pray? I mean, so a couple of nights ago, Friday night, Kids are in bed, Steph and I are gonna watch some TV. And about Wednesday, I did something to my knee. It was just really sore, I was hobbling. Anyway, so Friday night, I sit down on the sofa, put my leg up on the coffee table. Yeah, I'm a slob. And, um, I'm like, oh. and then Steph comes in, and she sits next to me, and then she goes to lean over, and I'm like, happy days, she's coming in for a cuddle. <laughs> But then she gets her hand and she lays it on my knee and she starts praying. And I just speak to that knee, knee in the name of Jesus. And I say, be whole. And whatever's causing that issue, I just speak to the tissue. I'm like, well, this is good. Carry on, this is good. But that was an event-based prayer for Steph to be spontaneous so that we can pray without ceasing. And I have to say, I woke up the next morning and it was much better. I'm at 90%, which is awesome. Because I was like, I might have to go to the doctor's, darling. I mean, the night before, I was lying in bed and my toes were tingling. And that's not a very good sign, let's be honest. So where are those opportunities that you can just go pray for someone when they say, so listen, if you're speaking to someone out there having a coffee, practice, okay? If someone says, you know what, I'm, my elbow really hurt. Do you mind if I just lay my hands on it and just say, come Holy Spirit and just pray? Give it a go. What else? Here's another event-based prayer opportunity. When someone is hurt or scared, my little boy, Daniel, our little boy, Daniel, who is eight, uh, he had his first overnight camping thing with his school on Thursday night, and um, Steph and I were like, oh Lord, you know, he's eight, and Lord, I just pray he's okay, I pray he's not scared, because we normally we pray for, we, here's another time we pray for our kids when they go to bed, so we're like, oh, it's not going to do that, He's going to be all right, and I say, so he comes home Friday, and we're like, darling, how was it, were you okay when you went to, it's fine, yeah, actually, I prayed for my friends, I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, Charlie said to me, I'm, I'm really scared, can you pray for me, Daniel? So there's four of them in a tent, and Daniel's like, yeah, i just pray, Lord Jesus. He starts praying for Charlie, and Charlie goes, oh, I feel much better. Can you pray for Joe and Bo? He says, yeah, so he's like, and they're all, that's amazing. My eight-year-old boy is building a habit of event-based prayers, being spontaneous in those situations. I mean, you know, out of the mouth of babes comes wisdom. I mean, that, should cha- that, challenges, that would challenge in me. I was like, wow, go, boy, Pastor Daniel, I'm impressed. So if someone is hurt or scared, why don't you just go to, can I just pray for you? Just invite the Holy Spirit. It doesn't need to be a complicated prayer. It's about the heart. Holy Spirit, would you just come now and just minister to my brother or my sister? Lord, I just pray for your peace. Lord, would they know that you're in charge, that you are sovereign, that you're in control? What else? Number three, when someone is in need. Okay, when someone is in need, our default go-to should be, yeah, be practical in that, but equally don't just stand there. Pray something. You know, uh, Yvonne, who uh, is on our staff, does an amazing job in the care centre, works with our families. Um, She emailed, well, she she messaged the staff team during the week and encouraged us with, um, I haven't got the sheet of paper. Right, let me find it on this side of the Bible. If I haven't got it, I'm getting you up. Is that all right? I haven't planned you for this, but I've lost my piece of paper. And I don't want to do an injustice by not getting it right. Can we pass Yvonne a microphone, please? Can we invite Yvonne up? Give her a round of applause. So, Yvonne, uh, why don't you pick one of those wonderful stories that you'd like to encourage everyone with?
2: Yeah, um, so um, as part of my work in the care centre, I work with quite a lot of social workers. Um, One of the social workers I spoke to um, during the week said she was working with a family. We had a baby who'd been born prematurely um, and um, was still on a lot of medication and oxygen tubes and things like that. Um, So they needed some clothes for this family. um, And they sort of said, because of medication, he's mainly living in baby grows sleep suits all the time. Um, So as I went to find some clothes for her, I just prayed. And I said, God, can we just bless them with something else? Maybe T-shirts that have got poppers on or something like that so that they don't just have to live in baby grows. Baby's now about a year old. Um, Went down to our store area, looked in the box, four beautiful shirts, all with button-ups, and matching shorts to go with them all. um, So we could just really bless this family. And it was just like... God, you think of everything. They're all in the right size, just exactly what we needed. I Um, absolutely
0: love that. Thank you, everyone. Give us a second one as well, if you don't mind. Um, This is spontaneous praying. This is praying without ceasing. Next one. So
2: getting ready for refuel, which we've got coming up in two weeks. Um, We're having a jubilee party. (coughs) It's going to be really exciting. Mm. Um, Lots of fun things planned (coughs) for them. Um, And one of my things were ready, and I kind of looked, and I was like, oh, I forgot about dressing up clothes. What have I got? And I knew I probably had two crowns in my Christmas box. Um, but That's before, not going to cut it, let's um, just say two crowns. is no. Well, exactly. I was like, oh, God, please, have I got anything else? And I remembered that before Christmas, um, I'd been given some dressing up clothes and I hadn't been needing to use them, but there were two black sacks in my storage area. And I opened up the bag and inside were knight outfits, king outfits, oh, queen outfits, honestly. princess outfits and crowns. And, yeah, it made me cry at the time. I was like, God, do you think of everything? You know, it's just that little moment of, please, God, can you provide and love he doesn't
0: that. forget, and he does. So good. Thank you, Yvonne, for, for uh, bringing that up. <clears throat> and actually, I love what Yvonne said. It made a cry. You know, when you are pushing in, praying without ceasing, it's building your relationship with the Lord. It's communion with him. And actually, what you do, as you see God move, it builds your faith, you know? So I want to encourage you with that. What else is on my list? Um... <laughs> When you have an emergency, oh, I've got to share this story. It's quite funny. I thought about it yesterday. Um, I want to say 2016, I went to China for business. I was starting a company at the time, and I wanted to visit one of the manufacturers over there because I was just looking at different manufacturers for some products. So I had had back and forth with this company um, uh, via email, and I said, listen, can I just come over for two, three days, visit the factory, chat with you, and we can, you know, all that stuff. He said, yeah, it would be amazing, thank you. He gave me his address. So I fly into Beijing, go to this lovely hotel, and uh, it was all wonderful. Now, I knew the next day I was going to go to this place, which, of course, I've never been to. So I wrote down the address on this piece of paper. I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I'll get a taxi, give the piece of paper to the guy, and uh, I'll go to the place. I'm sure it's probably around the corner. So I get out, so I get a taxi. He doesn't understand English, of course, and I don't speak Chinese. Sorry to disappoint you. Um, so I give the guy the Facebook. So He, he drives, and we're driving. And then we're starting to approach the outskirts of the city. And I'm like, hmm. I feel a bit nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and I didn't have any network. I didn't have any uh, data on my phone. I was only relying on Wi-Fi. So it's not like I could Google where we were going. And then we go further out into what I would call rural China. I'm like, this does not look like a place for a, for a, for a factory. And then we're getting, and I'm not going to lie, I was getting a little bit nervous at this point, because the guys, it, they did voice notes before we did voice notes. This, you know, they were like, all, he, he would get his phone out and say something and send it. I'm like, he's arranging for my hit or something, surely. <laughs> you know, I've got this this uh, Western guy in the car. I'm not but hear my heart on this, I'm not saying that they, we would, but I was just getting a bit nervous, you know? Anyway, eventually, I mean, it's like an almost an hour, and I'm like, oh, Lord, please. So he goes down this gravel road, right, and there's this... This person that goes by on a bike with one of those hats I'm like this cannot be the place and literally he says oh here he is and I've just come out and he closes or he drives off I'm like oh lord so I go for my phone and I can't find my phone I'm like I panicked the first thing I did was oh lord Jesus please oh god and I, just, I was like they're gonna kill me I'm gonna be in the headlines back at home on daily telegraph <laughs> blah 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 or the daily mail who knows and um, I was like, Lord, I need my phone. And I thought, because I had it out, and you know, stupid, I would put it down on the seat, and i was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get that phone back. Anyway, I go in my bag, and I'm like, oh, and I had my phone. I'm like, now, I'm not going to suggest that God put it there, because I don't know. He may have done. But boy, the relief. And all of a sudden, the guy that I've been back and forth comes out, and I'm like, phew. I know it's a long story, but hopefully you enjoyed it. But it makes the point that I've got into the habit, rather than swearing at the situation... Or going, ah! I'm like, I'm gonna pray. Lord Jesus. And Steph's better at this than me. Like, if there's any evidence, she'll just go. <laughs> I remember one time, no, oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> Steph and I were on holiday before kids a long time ago. I'm not gonna say what, what happened, but we needed to call an ambulance out for me. And, uh, and um, the ambulance crew come up. We're staying in a hotel in uh, Palm Cove uh, in Queensland when we were living in Australia. This was this was a long time ago. And they come in, and Steph's like, "Shut up, shut up, my And I'm there going, I'm a little bit embarrassed. <clears throat> <clears throat> and you know, the the, the 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 ambulance crew are like, "She's praying," I said. But I love her faith and her boldness. And actually, we should be doing that. If we want to see someone, by the way, listen, I, I feel challenged. If we want to see someone, you know, um, come alive, like, I've heard stories where people do that. You know, they would just start praying for that body. Like, why, why, why do we have such a non-supernatural worldview? How did that happen? How, like, if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead, then why isn't everything else possible? Like, I, I just thought challenged in this moment, actually. Like, prayer is a supernatural thing. Really? Right. I haven't got time to carry on. Check that out. I'm going to reel these off. Pray when someone comes to mind. When you wake up in the middle of the night, take the opportunity to pray. Uh, When you fill up your car with petrol, I do this. Lord Jesus, thank you that I've got money to pay for this petrol. I do that every time. What about this one? Uh, When we load the fridge up from a shop, I always say, Lord, thank you that we've got money for food. Uh, when you see an ambulance, we do this as a family. If we're in the car and we see an ambulance, Lord, we just pray your blessing upon you. whoever that ambulance is for. We just pray for the medics. These are opportunities to weave in praying without ceasing. Don't just stand there. Pray something, yeah. When the Spirit impresses someone something on your heart. Listen, be in a, in a posture of listening to the Holy Spirit. And the, the more you cultivate that, the more you'll hear the Lord. You need to pray for so-and-so. You know, sometimes I'll have a picture of someone in my mind. I'm like... Rather than just ignore that, I'll say, I think I need to pray for that person. And lastly, we need, to, yeah, we need to be open and listening and cultivate a disposition where we are listening. That's in 12 I've given you. There should be zero excuses. Oh, Have we got some ex- examples and some ideas there to pray without ceasing? Are you going to give a go some of these a go tomorrow or today? We've got someone putting their hand up. Bless you. You want to give an example? Please do, yeah. Can you hear? One one sec. Freya, can we go and get the mic to this lady here? No, don't apologise. Tell everybody your name so they know who you are and give us your example. That's wonderful. Hello,
1: I'm Rachel Kasonga, And just two weeks ago, well, recently I was diagnosed with uh, clots in my lungs. I think I told you. (laughs) Forgot to write it out. But um, two weeks ago, just in the foyer, um, two ladies just spontaneously came up and prayed for me. I'd been having sort of discomfort in my chest, and one of them said to me, you know, she got this song, you know, every cell in me Mm -hmm. must respond to the rhythm of your heart. You know, and they prayed over me, and they, you know, we left service, and just as we're passing by on our way home, I thought, I'm going to go into Watford um, A&E just to check it out. And it turns out my heart rate is <laughs> been through the roof. And they kept me in for four or five days in the hospital. Even now I have a heart monitor on my chest. So it was a spontaneous prayer that, wow. um, you know, having that word about my heart and about, you know, how my heart must respond, my body must respond to the rhythm of God's heart. Yeah. But it was just a blessing wow. of how just that really really spontaneous last minute we were chatting and she prayed over me and just having that word gave me comfort through my time in the hospital amen
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that I love that so good right I'm going to scrap the rest of my talk and I'm going to squeeze it onto part two and then push part two out to part three there you go happy days right I think what we're going to do is I'm going to invite the band up as I recap so What we're going to do in the next part is I'm going to give you some prayer models. So we've talked about creating those spaces. How do you pray in those spaces? I'm going to talk about how we can pray through Scripture and actually give some examples. And I'm going to talk about Acts. Acts is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication we're going to look at in a couple of weeks' time. And we're going to look at praying in tongues and have a time of impartation for that gift as well. But our time has run out for us at the moment. I hope that's blessed you. I'd encourage you to stand. Why don't we stand now? And I'm going to pray. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to equip us to pray without ceasing. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us have those planned, routine parts in our day. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us be spontaneous in those event-based prayers. So let us just invite the Lord, and then I'm going to just pray for us all. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, it is true that we do want to be a a, a people and individuals that pray without ceasing, Lord God. Lord, forgive me where I haven't prayed enough. I'll start with me, Lord, because I know this word is for me first before anyone else. Lord, I have confined prayer to the leftovers of my day and I repent and ask your forgiveness. Lord, I think and I know you are worthy to have my first fruits. So forgive me, Lord, I repent. And maybe you want to respond in your own heart to that. Maybe that's spoken to you about your prayer life. Lord, forgive me. Forgive us, Lord, where we have cast it out to the end of the day. Lord, I pray that whoever's responded to this word, Lord, that you would equip us, Holy Spirit, and help us, Lord God, to create a rhythm and a pattern in our day where we can plan to spend time in your presence, seek your face, and to pray. Lord, help us, Holy Spirit, because our flesh is weak. We have the problems of prayer that we've looked at. Lord, we need, to, we need your Spirit to help us, Lord. And Lord, I pray also that you would open our eyes to spontaneous, event-based prayers. That we would walk in the supernatural, naturally supernatural people. That we would look with eyes of your Spirit at opportunities to pray for others and ourselves. Would we have the boldness of little Daniel? Would we have the courage to say, I can pray for you? And Lord, I reckon that starts in our own families to pray for our partners and our children and our aunts and our uncles and our mummies and our daddies. Lord, would we be that people? Lord, we respond now and say, yes, help us. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, it is, it is an amazing thing that you work in us and through us through prayer. You don't need our prayers, but you love our prayers. And you're inviting us to participate in extending your kingdom in that way. We love you, Lord, and we worship you now. Thank you, Jesus.